Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Boss Ladies, an interview podcast about women in business. My name is Julieta, and I will be talking with women who started their own businesses here in Zurich. I wanted to bring the stories to the forefront and shed light on what happens behind the scenes of starting a business. It's time for honest conversations about what it means to be a woman in the 21st century trying to create something on our own. Before we get started, you can find Boss Ladies on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe on both platforms. You can also leave a review, which helps in fine-tuning, and also I'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions. My guest today is Claire, the creator and owner of Bloom. While working in a corporate environment, her love for flowers only grew stronger over the years and is ultimately what made her decide on becoming a florist. She only recently moved to Switzerland with her husband and said, if not now, when? After just over a year, Claire created quite a name with Bloom and Zurich with its unique style. Today, we're talking about dealing with self-doubt, transparency, creating a clear message for her business, lessons she learned that helped her starting her own company, and her recent collaboration with View, the Swiss eyewear brand. And now, here's my conversation with Claire. Hi. Hello. Nice to have you. Um, so I guess the first question I have for you is why did you decide to open your own business? That's a, a very good question. Um, and yeah, one that probably has many answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I think yesterday I even happened to post something on Instagram. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> and there as well, I was kind of like, okay, this tiny screen, I need to fit my answer into, <laughs> into like one screen so that people will still read it and mm-hmm. don't lose focus. But basically, um, I started my own business, um, Because for a number of years, I'd worked in the corporate world. And um, although I really enjoyed doing that and gained uh, yeah, a wealth of experience, um, which I wouldn't change for the world, um, there was something within me that was kind of longing to do my own thing rather than continuously working for someone else. Um, but it was more a matter of, okay, when and what, mm-hmm. um, and just, yeah, nearly two years ago, actually, uh, we moved, me and my husband moved to Zurich. Um, and this move was actually a clean break for me to also come back to the idea of starting my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quit my corporate job to move to Zurich and then, I had a little think, or at least I decided to give myself a little bit of time to think about what it was that I wanted to do. Do I Did I want to go back into the corporate world or did I want to maybe start working for more of a startup type company? Um, did I want to do my own thing? So all of those things were kind of going through my head. I took the first couple of months off to enjoy Zurich, to kind of get to know the city, to do all the admin stuff that was needed. And it wasn't really a clear-cut decision from the beginning. It was kind of the ball rolling and me talking to different people, having interviews in different companies, from corporate to kind of smaller startups. And yeah, at the time, even when interviewing, the thought of running my own business didn't really disappear, but it also wasn't really helping me to interview for companies and to maybe keep this idea alive of, do I want to do my own thing, yes or no? For me, it was super clear that I wanted to go into flowers or do something with flowers if I were to run my own business, which is why 
that is now what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I've always had a passion for flowers. And although I'm not, let's say, a florist by diploma or by Mm -hmm. degree, my passion has always been there. I'm half Dutch. The Netherlands (laughs) is the global hub for flower trade. Taking many courses. I've self-taught a lot, um, read up a lot of stuff. Um, And when I came to Switzerland, I also felt that there was a gap in the market for flowers. Mm -hmm. So all of these kind of factors combined, which didn't all happen at the same time, but kind of happened over a number of months, um, then led me to actually decide, okay, uh, you need to take a decision and decide whether or not this is the way you move forward doing your own thing or whether you want to kind of continue that corporate career. Mm -hmm. Um, That was actually, I think, Christmas 2000 and... Uh, 17, so just before the beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Christmas was the time for me to really make that decision. Mm-hmm. And after having consulted family and consulting friends and also really listening to my own self and deep down knowing, okay, what is it that I actually want to do? I took the leap of faith and I decided, okay, if I'm going to do this, this is the right time. I don't yet have kids. Not that you can't start a company with kids but it's obviously more of a challenge mm-hmm. um and also yeah I was in the position to be able to actually try something out and I felt that if I didn't take that step that maybe five years down the line I might look back and regret not having at least tried mm-hmm. um and I also knew that I could always go back to the corporate life or to a corporate job if things didn't turn out as I'd wished um, and so that was really for me the defining moment to say okay just go for it flowers are your passion you seem you feel like there's a gap in the market the timing seems right um, in terms of starting up your own company Um, and yeah you don't want to look back and regret not having tried so that was actually and again I haven't kept it short but the longer version um, of why yeah I decided and wanted to start my own business okay you said you worked in corporate before what kind of corporate job more finance more marketing and how did you then go the complete opposite into a very creative field was that always your passion or um was it just kind of a spur of the moment like I need a change um yeah like I mentioned before it probably wasn't spur of the moment it was the circumstances that I found myself in Mm -hmm. um so previously I worked for a company called Henkel and I actually started my career in human resources Mm -hmm. um did a number of different things um from recruitment to employee branding to HR business partnering and I would say that I climbed up the ladder pretty quickly uh, at the time that I started but my let's say field of study was international business management Um, and so in the back of my head I also always had the idea of wanting to um, have experience also within the business so not just a corporate functions role but also really a business role Um, and this was something that I discussed in my time at Henkel um, on many occasions and obviously being in HR I built up a good network of people around me And yeah, it came to one point where I really said, okay, if I want to move into the business, then I should probably do that now. That was after about four to four and a half years Mm -hmm. of being with being or working in HR. And yeah, I had the opportunity and I got the opportunity to move into the business, into sales as a key account manager for laundry and home care. Mm -hmm. And 
was responsible for customers such as Aldi, Lidl, Carrefour, um, Metro Group. So some big customers. And I truly believe that also the combination of having had the HR experience combined with um, the business experience also have really given me a solid base to start my own business. Mm -hmm. So going back to that spur of the moment thing, it wasn't necessarily a spur of the moment decision to kind of then go into flowers. That's always been my passion, Mm -hmm. let's say alongside having had a business kind of corporate background. Um, And I guess, yeah, somehow you need to balance the business side with something else or something alongside it kind of in your private time. And and for me, that really uh, was always flowers. Um, And I have, yeah, a creative side to me, which I think has really flourished since I'm (laughs) working with flowers. Um, But that was kind of always there as well. Um, And so for me, it was a natural progression when I decided I want to do my own thing to do that with flowers, because I think if you're going to start your own business, then you really want to do something that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was 100% clear for me from from day one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my passion is flowers and I wanted to do my own thing. And so that was the next uh, logical step for me. What is something you've learned throughout your career that's really helped you to get started on your own is there a specific lesson you've learned um good question i would say that you have to uh be brave um Mm -hmm. to to take that step it's kind of a leap of faith so you really have to have confidence in yourself and believe in yourself i think that that's really really important Mm -hmm. um because there are many times when it's very easy to doubt yourself, to doubt whether what you're doing is the right thing. Um, There were many occasions where I thought, okay, I'm in this new country. I don't have a network. I don't know anyone. My German's okay, but it's also not perfect. And I want to start my own business. Like, what the (laughs) hell am I doing? Like, who who would even, who even is going to be interested in my flowers? Um, And those kind of questions pop up very easily into your head or into your yeah your brain or your mind and I think it's natural and I think it's normal um and I think it's even good sometimes that you question uh yourself and you question whether you're doing the right thing or not but having that confidence to be able to kind of take that step of or leap of faith and to to do um what you want to do is probably the first step And then I think, and this is very personal, that having come from a corporate background where some things are kind of drilled into you, um, where you really can take away many learnings um, from, yeah, communication with people, with different departments, working with big customers, all of those kind of elements teach you a lot along the way. Um, And I think definitely starting my own business that's really helped me to structure the way I want to go about building my brand, um, positioning myself um, as a brand in the market, understanding different markets, Mm -hmm. uh, how the psychology of people works in different markets. Mm -hmm. Um, I think having had that corporate background and having been exposed to those things uh, has really helped me and given me that confidence Mm -hmm. to be able to do what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. You said it before that you have lived in different places and you recently, well, recently, two years ago, you moved here. How was it integrating into the Swiss culture? 
Um, to be honest with you, I was very positively surprised. Um, it was quite a, let's say, quick decision in terms of, or it came around quickly, let's say, the decision to do we move to Zurich or not. Previously, we lived in, in Brussels, in mm-hmm. Belgium, um, and my husband got offered a role here in Wagtley in Zug. And we had to make a decision relatively quickly. I hadn't ever been to Zurich before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd been to Switzerland. I don't remember where, but I'd been to Switzerland a couple of times. But I really didn't know that much um, about the country, about the culture. And so we did a visit previous to him starting his job, um, which was in the summer. So good time to visit. It was a good time to visit. <laughs> idyllic, kind of by the lake, mm-hmm. jumping in. Yeah, jumping in the lake, having a swim, mm-hmm. soaking up the, the good weather and the sunshine, um, eating good food, um, realizing that everything was extremely expensive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was probably my biggest initial shock coming to Switzerland, yeah. even though people always say that Switzerland is an expensive place. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, when we did move, I felt... I don't know if at home is the right word to use, but I definitely felt like I'd landed in the right place. Maybe this had to do with my experience in moving to Brussels previously, mm-hmm. where I lived for nearly eight years. So obviously I enjoyed my time there, otherwise I wouldn't have been there for that long. Mm-hmm. But if I just do a one-on-one comparison on moving to Brussels versus moving to Switzerland, whether it's age, experience, I don't know, but um, I definitely felt more welcomed here than I did when I moved to Belgium. So um, that in itself kind of perhaps made me feel uh, at home. Yeah. And then given the fact that I'm half Dutch um, and therefore yeah, I speak German, or at least I spoke German and I've definitely improved, I think, in two years, mm-hmm. um, it meant that I could at least communicate with people in their own language here with plenty of mistakes. But I feel that people here appreciate when you try to speak the language. At least that's my experience so far. Mm-hmm. And what I have noticed, though, is that everyone is very friendly and polite, but that it stays kind of at friendly and polite and finding or finding your way into Swiss life in terms of joining the community. That, I would say, is probably um, a bigger step and a more difficult step. Mm-hmm. Zurich is obviously a place with many international people, um, Mm -hmm. many expats. And I think once you find yourself in that bubble, you have no issue in meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also realize that that is more of my bubble. Um, And I think that, yeah, if I wanted to really integrate within the Swiss community and with Swiss people, that would probably be more of a challenge. And I've also heard from many people that that is more challenging. Mm -hmm. So going back to your initial question, for me, it's actually been yeah a positively nice surprise moving here and I felt good um and I still feel good that's good um (laughs) but I think wherever you live wherever you go Mm -hmm. there are always challenges so yeah yeah what's been one of your biggest challenges business wise personal wise Both. both um I think that from a business point of view it's definitely been kind of finding out what what is necessary to set up your own business here mm-hmm. so really starting from scratch in a place where you don't fully understand how everything works mm-hmm. to then getting your business up and running and then in my case actually communicating with people in a in, in a non-native language for me yeah um for me 
that's very challenging and I'm actually very proud of the fact that I I've managed um to do that and uh, yeah I've managed to get myself up and running in a relatively short period of time it's been just over a year yeah and yeah I'm sure I still make plenty of mistakes but I feel that people are very forgiving and at the end of the day I don't work for a corporate bank or for a corporate company where perhaps you know you'd feel more um, inclined to want to write your emails 100% grammatically correctly I think Mm -hmm. when you're running a flower business um, it's a different type of business although I take it just as seriously. Um, and so I feel like people are forgiving and don't 100%, 100% expect that from you when they know that you're not um, from here. Yeah. But that, I would say, continues to be a challenge because it also takes up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, writing an email in my own language um, or communicating with someone in my own language tends to be more efficient, yeah. tends to take me less time. Um, but if I'm really drawing up proposals or creative designs and I'm also having to do them in a different language and really explain certain things by email um in in a, in a different language in this case being german mm-hmm. um that's definitely yeah time consuming and um challenging i'm a perfectionist so i tend to be that way inclined that i try to do my best with yeah everything and want everything to be as perfect as possible mm-hmm. um which isn't always possible and I think you have to kind of sometimes realize that and live with that so I would say that that's probably the most challenging for me in terms of setting up my business in a foreign country Mm -hmm. um from a personal point of view I think well it's also business it's it's kind of tied in into the business I mean Mm -hmm. working for myself also means that the contact that I have with people in some ways is limited in other ways isn't Mm -hmm. um business contacts I have plenty of Mm -hmm. so I don't feel that I I'm not communicating with people or that I'm not seeing people as often um but kind of having that environment office environment um with a number of colleagues that in some cases become your friends um down the line or that you can have chats with during the day um that I, I miss, um, and that, again, is probably more business-related. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm often having a lot of conversations with myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> although we have recently um, employed uh, someone new, so that will maybe I saw help. that. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> um, so that will maybe help the whole talking to myself. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that when, when you do start your own business, uh, yeah, you, you have to realize that, Um, if you have worked in a corporate or an office environment or even a different type of environment where you've had colleagues and where you've really gone to a workplace and you have a network surrounding you and you have certain structures surrounding you that that really changes and that you have to really create those for yourself and Mm -hmm. be strict with yourself Um, and when you're going through a time where you're really questioning whether what you're doing is the right thing or um, what you should be doing next and you don't have that kind of soundboard with someone else, mm-hmm. um, at least not immediately, let's say, then that can be tough too. So I would say that's probably another challenge. And then, um, yeah, personally, building up your life again. I mean, moving around is great. You experience new things, um, you meet new people, but you do have to establish your life from scratch. Um, and I've done that on a few occasions uh, now, and I wouldn't change it for the world because I think that I've seen things and experienced things and met people um, that I can't actually have imagined not meeting um, or not experiencing. But it's it's tiring, if, if I'm going to put it honestly, um, because 
I have friends scattered all over the place Mm -hmm. in the UK where I was born and raised in the Netherlands and in Germany where I studied in Brussels where I started my corporate career and yeah a few others dotted around and that's great in terms of being able to visit people and in some ways you know when you do see those people it makes the time that you have with them even more precious and sometimes even more spontaneous and fun because you know you can't always see those people but it comes to a point and I'm not sure whether that's age related or maybe having moved many times before that you also don't feel like you need another 20 friends yet you are living in a new place where you do want to meet new people and finding the balance I think is the most important but you have to make time and put in effort to meet new people Mm -hmm. which isn't always easy Um, and yeah to build your life in a new place and abide also a little bit by how it works in that country Mm -hmm. um every country is different Mm -hmm. every culture is different and i think it's super important that you adapt to um in some ways to the ways of living of the country that you move to um but that i would say is probably the toughest personal challenge Mm -hmm. you said you you often talk to yourself you have conversations with yourself it's the same for me i think for anyone that is a single business owner and works from home often and you have no one around but yourself you fall into that habit of like a sounding board off of yourself just to see if you're going in the right direction or maybe not how do you not fall into a hole of (laughs) starting to question everything you're doing and creating self-doubt yeah Well, first of all, uh, let me say I have fallen into that hole. Um, I think we all have. Yeah, I mean, it's not a question of how do you not. I think think everyone does, or at least I think it's natural for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's not something that's a regular occurrence, but I think there are times um, that that will happen purely based on the fact that, yeah, you are giving it your all to build something that you're passionate about and you want that thing to work Mm -hmm. um and there are moments where you know everything's plain sailing and everything's going your way and um requests are coming in thick and fast um and then there are other moments where it might be quieter or where you think okay this has come in as a request is this something i can do and yeah, those, those questions of self-doubt are, I think, a natural thing. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I don't necessarily think it's always bad to question yourself. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've sat here in the middle of the day crying my eyes out because I just don't feel confident about maybe something I've agreed on doing mm-hmm. or that has come up and I want to do, but I'm not sure if I should do. Mm-hmm. Um I think that happens to the best of us and um, I always say you have to begin somewhere and there are always things that you'll have to experience that you've never done before and it's only by doing them that you will learn and of course when it comes to being a business you have to remain professional and you shouldn't take on something that you know you cannot do mm-hmm. but I think it's natural to to doubt yourself in some situations And then you really have to try to take a step back, be rational. What I do is um, I go to family, I speak to my husband, um, and I ask for advice. Because even though I can give myself advice, sometimes you need to hear it from someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because yeah, when you are talking to yourself most of the day, yeah. then you can get trapped in a vicious circle and yeah. keep coming back to the same thing. So I think going to others for advice, um, even if you don't take that advice or even if it's just something you take on board, but then choose to do something differently. I think just getting different perspectives from different people who know you, who know your strengths and who can tell you, yes, you can do this. You shouldn't be worried or, okay, yeah, maybe you should have a think about whether you take this on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is very important. Um, and often sharing how you feel, um, particularly in those kind of situations where you are kind of doubting yourself. I think that that is crucial. Communication is crucial. Communication in business is crucial with your customers, with the people who you work with, with your employees, um, but also for yourself. And I think that that is the hardest part of being your own boss. Yeah. It's kind of being transparent in a way. And I find that very humbling when I see other business owners Um, particularly women because we often get categorized as oh you're too emotional or oh you're too ambitious it's always one or the other and it's never okay to feel whatever you're feeling and to to share that so I find it very interesting when women come out and they say look I'm feeling like shit today and I'm having a bad day and it's just not working or I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where this is going. Do you share that with people on social media, for example? Because that's often an outlet that now businesses use and show their transparency. Or do you think maybe not the right place to do that? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because in the recent days, I've actually been thinking about how I should maybe change, not change or or pivot my social media strategy. I think I'm quite happy with the way I've built my business um, up on social media so far. Mm -hmm. Um, My business is based on social media Mm -hmm. um, and my growth comes mainly from um, online and social media. So to say that I would fully change it would not be the right thing, but I have been questioning whether I should change my approach a little bit on social media Mm -hmm. and I have thought about this because I also follow many other accounts in my area of business in other areas of business um, that also inspire me Um, I see what other people are doing and I also know that times are changing Um, social media channels tend to change or evolve and especially with Instagram which is my main platform Mm -hmm. it's all about engagement with people Mm -hmm. and I think that What I've been doing is I'm behind the camera most of the time. So, of course, my business, which is primarily flowers, should be at the forefront, which I think it is. Mm -hmm. However, I've been playing with the idea of whether I should put myself in front of the camera a little bit more often so people feel like there's there's even more of a personal connection. Although finding the balance between, okay, does it become about Claire or does it become about Bloom? Right. So finding the right strategy, I think, is tough. However, I I was playing around in the last days and I was kind of doing more Mm -hmm. Q&As on Instagram and also posting inspirational quotes that I think are relevant um, to 
anyone. I mean, people who are running their own business or even people who aren't running their own business but sometimes need a reminder of, of um, you know, putting themselves first or how they, you know, how they should portray themselves or it can be anything um but that is relevant of course to what i think that i'm doing um so i think that's a tough one um and i still haven't fully decided how i'm gonna go about it or mm-hmm. what i'm gonna do because it also becomes more time consuming right um, once yeah. you do start to put yourself out there and i think mm-hmm. once you put yourself out there and you've taken that step you have to continue because then it's kind of another level um and i think that if you then step down from that level your engagement will probably drop significantly mm-hmm. so at the moment or up until now um i haven't put myself out there that mm-hmm. much so what you see on instagram is probably a business that's booming and a business that's growing and it is all of those things i'm happy and thankful to say mm-hmm. but there are also many things that happen behind mm-hmm. the camera and behind instagram yeah. um that people don't see exactly. um and that i don't put onto instagram and i don't think that everything should be shared i think you need to find the balance of what do you share and what do you not right. um but it probably is a bit too picture perfect if i'm being 100% honest yeah. um, and I've had that discussion with other small businesses and startups um, in Zurich mm-hmm. um, who have become friends in the meantime mm-hmm. and um, yeah we've talked about it a lot that you know people people see a certain thing and whether it's business or personal I think a- anyone can relate to that you can portray yourself on social media to be anything you want to be right and I don't do that with my business what I portray regarding my business is actually what my business is but what I don't or what I have not yet portrayed is you know what it actually means to start your own business and not only the positives of starting your own business but also without being negative the challenges let's say or maybe even you know the um what's the word I'm trying to find um you know things that get thrown at you that that like we've talked about do make you question whether you're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. um the setbacks that you have because you place your trust in certain people or in certain things that then don't end up working out the way you expected them to work out those are all things that yeah I could post more about maybe I should post more about and like I said I'm kind of in a in a in a phase at the moment where I'm thinking about should I put myself out there a little bit more so to be continued and to be decided let's put it that way okay yeah, I think in the age of social media, it's you can definitely control your image. You can control what you share, what you put out there, um, and you can make it look as perfect as you possibly can. And I think a lot of people do do that. And then the outside world that doesn't know you in person thinks that is their life and that is their complete life mm-hmm. and there's nothing else happening except yeah. perfection. Yeah when reality is just a whole lot different and it's one thing if you're a person on instagram posting whatever you're posting and a business on instagram where you're thinking okay maybe clients shouldn't be able to see all the struggles but maybe they should or what if you know all those questions you kind of have if whether you should be more personable and and engaging with your following I think yes because it's it always shows there's more 
the human side it shows a human side exactly that is to running your own business right and like you said there's so much happening behind the scenes that most people don't know and maybe it should be shown that okay there are struggles and having a business is not just glamour yeah because I think when you say yeah I have my own business I do this and this and this people often say oh amazing you're like the queen yeah it's like people who it's like people who have to travel a lot for their job right and people are like oh that's so cool like you get to travel but actually the reality of that travel is that you're not seeing those places Mm -mm. and you're not enjoying those places you are sat in a plane for hours um and you have to go straight into the office and you're probably working long hours and you're going between the office and your hotel until you get back on that flight home and it sounds a lot more glamorous than it is yeah um so i think that that's probably a good example um mm-hmm. and it's not like 100 percent the same in terms of comparison but i think the principle of it is similar and i think that when you do run your own business and even that's something that i didn't fully realize before starting my own business is um yes it is not all glamorous it really isn't and i mean there have been a number of occasions where you know i've thought is this it like <laughs> is this what i want to do it takes a hell of a lot of time and energy to build something from scratch, yeah. um, to get out there, to market yourself. And when you are a one-man band and you are doing everything from being the person who does the admin to um, yeah, p- placing orders for flowers to cleaning the flowers in my case, to making the bouquets, to wrapping them, to having them delivered to customers, which thank God is outsourced, but I did at the beginning myself as well, to managing your social media, to answering important emails, um, to working on your brand strategy and your positioning and finding new business. Um, There are so many things involved. um, And I think you can't quite comprehend all of those things and having to do all of those things yourself and how much time and energy you have to invest if you want to do it properly in managing all of those things. And there are many, many times where, you know, I'm working day and night and I try to really be strict also um, with, for example, weekends. In the last months and in the coming months, I have a lot of um, weekend events activities weddings coming up so Mm -hmm. I think that that's just natural and part of the business Mm -hmm. but I do try to make a clear cut and say okay yes you can have a couple of weeks where you're really working day and night to get things done Mm -hmm. because you're doing it all by yourself Mm -hmm. but you also need to be able to step back and take a break because if you don't do that then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot Mm -hmm. it doesn't allow you to refresh your brain to think clearly um, even to come up with new ideas I think if you are constantly on the go and constantly putting yourself under pressure to build that business in the way you want which is not going to happen overnight Mm -hmm. then there will come a point where I don't want to say where you might crash but I think it's super important to take a step back sometimes and to say okay I need to take a day for myself if I'm working on a Saturday I need to make sure that my Sunday is free so that my Sunday is for me or if I have a ton of things going on in the week and um yeah business activities um or events or whatever it may be that you consciously choose to not take on work in the weekend 
Um, and that's tough because when you do start your own business, you want to do everything. You want to be perfect in everything you do. You feel that anyone who comes to you and who requests something from you, that you should answer that request. You should be there. You should be doing it. And to some extent, when you're really starting out, I think it's good to try to be in as many places as possible. But I think that as time goes on, you also have to learn to be able to step back and say, I cannot be everywhere and I cannot do everything. Right. And you need to be quite picky about what you choose to do and what you choose not to do. Mm-hmm. And set, yeah, maybe not guidelines, but at least kind of set specific rules for yourself. And that comes from experience. I've done things in the beginning where I really felt like, okay, this is going to cost me a lot of time and energy. Maybe I'm doing it for free. Maybe I'm not earning anything from it, but I feel it's necessary to do this to get myself out there. 100% agree with doing those things. But over time, when you build your business and once you become more established, you also need to be able to say no to people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that that's where you can get consumed by trying to do everything. And when you get consumed by trying to do everything, you lose focus and that doesn't help. So having a clear strategy and being able to say no and taking a step back because it does take the energy out of you building up your own business. Um, those things are super important. Yeah. Yeah. You posted about it today. I think you posted a quote or repost a quote in your stories that talked about taking an hour for yourself every day. Yeah. Um, do you do that? And um, what do you do in that hour? What do you do to just kind of shut off your brain and be in the present? Yeah. So um, that was a note to myself also <laughs> because it's something that I'm also not good at doing mm-hmm. consciously all of the time. Mm-hmm. I when I maybe maybe it's sometimes when I kind of reach breaking point. I think a few weeks ago. Um, I really had a very high workload and I had deadlines and I had proposals that I needed to send out to, um, yeah, big, big customers or let's say potential big customers. And it got to the point where, yeah, my body just felt drained. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really realized like, wow, okay, you cannot feel like this. Like this is not healthy if this is how you feel. Um, And that doesn't happen all the time, luckily, but it does happen from time to time. And I'm sure that people who have started their own business can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I did actually do then is that I said to myself, okay, you need to really take the day on Saturday to relax. It's for you. You do not need to meet up with anyone if you don't want to, but if you want to, you do. And I'd wanted to have a facial for a very long time. And I'd actually received a recommendation through someone that I knew. And so without hesitation, I just booked that facial. Um, And I decided, you know what, (laughs) my body needs this. I need to do something that's going to relax me. Mm -hmm. And that's not talking about an hour and day. That's just talking about one example of where I really felt drained and where I really felt like my body was extremely tired and that I needed to do something to relax. And so I took that decision very spontaneously booked it went and felt great um i need to do more of that not necessarily facials every day of the week or necessarily every week but i think that it is super important if you know that you're in a field of work 
and the field of work that I am in, which is flowers, is actually very manual labor. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a lot of time to put something beautiful together, but there's actually also really a lot of manual labor involved before you get to the end result. And so that has an impact on your body Mm -hmm. quite physically. Mm -hmm. And for me, in terms of relaxation, if I do remember to consciously (laughs) take the time out, it can be anything from putting myself just on the sofa switching on the tv and watching something trashy to switch my brain off and to not have to think it can be booking a facial like i did Mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks back um just going out for a walk or deciding do you know what i am gonna make the time to meet my friend in town for a coffee today Mm -hmm. even if i don't think i have the time i'm gonna make that time to Mm -hmm. do it just so that you go and you speak to someone else and you speak to a friend, you have a drink and you take time out where your brain is not consumed and absorbed by your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are different outlets and people have different ways of kind of letting letting go or taking a break. That could be going for a run, that could be going for a walk. I mean, I play the violin um, and I'm part of an orchestra, which for the moment... Um, I'm not doing because of a few reasons um, um, and time reasons, which probably is not the best excuse when answering this question. But, um, (laughs) you know, that for me, and I will go back to doing that as of September and playing in the orchestra, but that for me on a Monday evening for a few hours is really a release. And it's a different creative release. Flowers are creative. Being classically trained as a violinist and playing violin um, is also an outlet. Mm-hmm. It, it completely, it's, it's, it's a form of meditation. Your brain switches off yeah. and you're consumed by playing. And in some ways that is relaxing. Mm-hmm. So everyone is different. Everyone has a different way of kind of letting go and taking time for themselves. But like I said, even just crashing out on the sofa and watching some trashy TV, maybe that's not the most let's say educational thing to do um but sometimes you need that and sometimes you need to just accept that you need that and just do it this was part one of our chat our conversation was quite long so to make it easier to listen to the entire talk i cut the episode into two parts to find out what else we touched on you'll just have to come back next week and until then enjoy the last few days of summer if you already have questions or comments send us mail digital physical whatever you like You'll find all the profiles and website links in the show notes, and don't forget to leave a review. See you next time.